Introduction Facing Death In reality, there is no death. In reality, there is no death because there is no individual self or I who could die. In reality, there is only that primordial consciousness or God which, though appearing in myriad forms, is itself empty of all forms and therefore without birth or death. This consciousness is who I am. This consciousness is also who you are. Thus, whether you realize it or not, your sense of being a separate self is a delusion, and ultimately so is the death of that self. Until this realization is attained, however, the delusion of self, and therefore of death, will persist. Indeed, within the world of delusion, nothing is more certain than death. Everyone who is born is, by virtue of that very fact, doomed to die. Although we all know this to be true, rarely do we know the actual date on which our death is to take place. This ignorance allows most of us to live out our lives under a comforting but dangerous secondary delusion, namely that death will not come to us any time soon, that it is something which will happen only in some distant future, and that, consequently, there is nothing we need to do to prepare for it now. Thus, when the legendary Hindu king Yudhisthira was asked, what is the greatest wonder in the world? He replied, All around us people die every day, and yet no one believes it will happen to them. For you, however, this belief has come to an end. Whether because you have been diagnosed with a terminal illness, or have reached an advanced old age, or for whatever other reason, you now know that you are definitely going to die, not on some unforeseeable date in a seemingly infinite future, but within a finite span of time. And although you may not yet know the exact hour, or the week, or even the month in which death will finally take you, such considerations are only of secondary importance. What is of primary importance is that you have been stripped of the delusion that death is a distant event which does not concern you. To be suddenly deprived of the comfort this delusion once offered no doubt seems like a devastating thing, but for those who are willing to learn from it, having to face one's own death can also be a blessing in disguise. This, as you may recall, was just what happened to Prince Siddhartha, the future Buddha. As a young man growing up in his father's palace, surrounded by worldly delights, Siddhartha was utterly oblivious to the existence of such things as disease, old age, and death. Then one day, while venturing beyond the palace walls, he encountered a sick person, an elderly person, and a corpse. Realizing that this was the fate of all sentient beings, and that he too would some day die, the anguished prince exclaimed, O worldly men, how fatal is your delusion! Inevitably your body will crumble to dust, yet carelessly, unheedingly, you live on. Now the Buddha was a human being no different from you. Like you, he was born into delusion, and like you, he suffered from the same anxieties and fears which delusion generates. If anything, as an overprotected child, his suffering was even greater than most people's. The only difference between the Buddha and everyone else was his willingness to accept the reality of his own impermanence. 
It was this simple but profound insight that transformed him from being a person concerned only with worldly happiness into a fully committed spiritual seeker intent on finding that happiness which is beyond time and change, the only real happiness there is. Thus, for the Buddha, coming to grips with his own mortality, although emotionally devastating, turned out to be a great blessing indeed, and it can be for you as well. The important thing is not to look away from death, but like the Buddha, face it squarely and take courage. Remember that death is not something that is going to happen to you alone. Think of the vast ocean of beings who have been washed up on this life's shore before you, like so many bubbles of foam, only to be dissolved back again into the deep by death's inexorable tide. Whether insect or reptile, fish or fowl, animal or human, whether strong or weak, rich or poor, ruler or servant, sinner or saint, wise one or fool, not one of us in the whole chain of being, stretching back to the beginning of time, has escaped this sea's relentless rhythm. Birth and death, creation and destruction, form and formlessness are all equally indispensable to that ecstatic cosmic dance in which consciousness constantly realizes itself in all its infinite possibilities. But although none of us can choose not to die, we can choose how to die. The real question then is, when the angel of death knocks at your door, how will you greet him? Are you going to receive him as a venerable teacher, or resist him as you would a thief in the night? Are you going to force death to drag you off to the gallows like a condemned criminal? Or are you going to take death's hand willingly, as you would that of a divine lover who beckons you to one last dance before your present life is over and a new one dawns? Those who choose the latter course will in fact find that death has a second great blessing to confer. Not only does it awaken us to the futility of all worldly pursuits, but as Christian mystic Simone Weil wrote, Death is an instant when for an infinitesimal fraction of time pure truth, naked, certain, and eternal, enters the soul. I may say that I have never desired any other good for myself. Indeed, if you think about it, you will see that as a spiritual practitioner you have actually been trying to die all along, for it is only by dying to your separate self that you can discover the truth which, as Jesus said, makes us free from all suffering and death forever. And while this spiritual death is not the same as physical death, nevertheless the passage through death's gate will bring you to the very threshold of that other gate, the gate of gnosis, which leads from form to formlessness, from the finite to the infinite. Here, stripped naked and standing between two worlds, as it were, you will find that literally nothing bars the way. At this point, as we shall see, it is simply a matter of recognizing this nothing for what it truly is, pure consciousness itself. This is why all spiritual traditions have considered physical death to offer a supreme opportunity for attaining the ultimate death of deaths provided, of course, you are properly prepared. This book is designed to help you do just that, prepare for death. It summarizes the basic teachings found in all of the great traditions on how to pass through the gate of death as selflessly and effortlessly as possible. 
In particular, it contains three fundamental practices to help you transform your own death from a terrifying ordeal into what the Sufi poet Rumi called our wedding with eternity. In the following chapters, we will discuss these teachings and practices in more detail. First, however, it is important to get a better idea of what to expect when the hour of your death actually arrives.